Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio, and today, uh, what a privilege it's going to be to be able to uh, talk with Pastor Russell Evans. He's the founder of the Planet Shakers movement from Australia and abroad. And today we're going to talk about helping people stay on the road to restoration, what happens when you've fallen off the road, and what happens when you're weary of being on the road. Pastor Russell, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for, be, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we're at Pastor Jason Lozano's conference. Amazing. And you just preached an amazing word about Jonathan. And, you know, you have watched people over the years be restored. Yep. I mean, thousands and thousands of people that you've watched over the years. Um, somebody's watching right now, and maybe they're frustrated in the process of restoration. Yeah. Because they're not where they want to be. They're not where they used to be. Uh, would you speak to what you've seen God do in this yeah. process? Yeah, I, I think restoration um, begins with repentance, right? So um, it's uh, how I describe it is like if I break my arm, I need to, for a season, get a, car, a cast on it. You call it a cast? That's yeah. what we do. And so what it is is saying I surrender this movement of the arm for a season to a cast so that I, it brings protection, it brings covering, and and so it can heal properly. But it was never called to live in a cast. It was called to get out of the cast. And so what doctors do now is they want to not keep you in a cast for too long. They want to get you moving again because in the movement comes the healing. And I think the path of restoration starts with the repentance. There's a time of where you have a time out just to get yourself healed and things around you healed. And then you get, then you need to really start getting back into that place of engagement and operating in your gift because your gift, the anointing you carry or the gifts God gives you are part of the healing process. And what's happened in the church historically is we've, we've basically said, all right, you've messed up or you've had a problem here. So go over and sit in the corner and we're going to put a time limit on you and we're going to say, go over there and then we'll look maybe to restoring you. And to me, that's an unhealthy place to be because each arm, let's go back to the arm, might take a different time to heal. And it's really dependent upon the, the um, repentance and the desire to be healed. What does repentance look like? You've uh, seen the yeah. process. I think repentance, people go, oh, they only repented because they got caught or they re repentance is repentance. David got caught, but he repented. Yeah. So it's really saying, God, I'm sorry. I turn from that situation and I pursue the way you have for me. That's, that's really, it's that 180 degree. I was going down a certain way. I was living with this. And here's the thing. I have a friend of mine who wrote a book, um, and, he, and he wrote a book called Shame Off You. The, what religion does and what the world does is it tries to put shame on you. And so, but God says, shame off you. As soon as I repent, I'm forgiven. Now, yes, there's consequences to my action. However, the whole desire of a father is to restore them to the position they created them to live in, right? So it's not to take them on this this um, arduous journey that uh, takes forever and you, well, now you're worthy to be my son. No, look at the the um, prodigal, prodigal son. son. And the father is waiting for the son's return. The son has to come to a place of repentance. 
He comes back and says, I've messed up. I'm not even worthy to be your son. The father doesn't even interact with that. He says, no, 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 get the fatter calf, get the ring, get the robe, get the sandals. You're not a slave. You're a son. So the father is saying, I'm welcoming you back into inheritance. Wow. And so now when people get back into their inheritance, what have you seen historically um, do they go back to the same place or the same person? Or have you seen when people process and go through the process, have you seen God take them to a new level? Yeah. So you have people say, well, they'll never be as great as they were in their previous season because there's now a scar on them or whatever. God doesn't view that like that. If you look all through Scripture and you see people who have messed up and then what they go into the next season, if there's repentance, you, you see Samson, he he defeated a whole heap of people in one season, messed up, but in his last season he had the greatest victory he ever had. And all through Scripture, Jonah, he was a great prophet, ran from God, came back to God, and saw in his second season a greater move than he had in his first season. And so all through Scripture... Um, is amazing to me is David in the New Testament, there's no mention of his mistakes. There's all a mention about what he did as a son of, of God, a, a person after God's own heart. So all through, all through Scripture, Moses killed somebody and then becomes a deliverer of a nation. So I can't see in the pattern of Scripture that people who come back should be coming back less. In fact, in my brokenness, my dependence will be greater. Yeah. And if my dependence is greater, then God is able to move more. Uh, it's really about perception, you know, because, you know, think about Jesus. It says in his hometown they did not honor him, right? So he couldn't do a mighty work. The issue was never with the gift. The issue was with the honor. So I think in the what sometimes hinders people from going into where God wants them to go is the honor of people around them to what God has put on them because they they live with a religious mindset and they they think how I'd describe it is this God doesn't have degree of sin you know so what we do is we we rate sin you know the thing that God says the Bible doesn't say God resists a sinner he invites a sinner what God resists is the proud Ooh. so you got people who are judgmental and they might be seem like they're fruitful, but God is resisting them because they're prideful. I had a friend of mine and he was he came in from the uh, movement um, denomination and joined our church and became a pastor. And they sat him down for the interview and they asked him about his moral life and they asked him about how he was in all this. And he goes, yeah, no, all good, all good, all good. And then he gets to the end and he goes, they go, uh, any questions you have? He goes, yeah, there's a question you didn't ask me. And they're like, what's that question? He said, you didn't ask me how my, where my pride was, if I was proud. And he goes, what do you mean? They go, what do you mean? They, you said, ask what my morals are, but you didn't ask me if I was proud. And I go, and he, they go, yeah. He said, the Bible doesn't say he resists the people with bad morals but he resists the prideful. Wow. And he said, there's a lot of ministers that might have good morals, 
but are prideful. So where does God view that compared to the guy who's fallen? And so, so in God's kingdom, in God's economy, it's the humble in heart, the repentant one, the one who says, God, whatever you want. And I would encourage everyone who's going through a season of restoration, you just keep humbling yourself before God because the Bible says if you humble yourself before God, God will exalt you in due season. And it's in the due season is where we find the struggle. And and here's the challenge in the struggle. My dad actually said with parenting or anything in leadership, you have a caterpillar. Yeah. It's in a cocoon. Yep. What parents do these days is they see the struggle, so they cut the cocoon open to get the kid out of the struggle, and they create ugly kids because it's in the struggle is you create the beauty. And, and if you cut the cocoon open, you cut the process open of beauty. And I think... The, the challenge is we, we don't keep people in the cocoon too long because they'll die, but we also don't cut the cocoon open too quickly because there is a struggle for beauty, and it's in that struggle that that's where you come out beautiful. You come out humble. You come out dependent upon God. And that really does make the difference is the dependency on God Yeah, because our flesh always wants to find an outcome, wants to find an open door because when you're in the hallway between where you were and where you're going, the temptation is to say, okay, God, I'm ready. When ultimately God sees the beauty. Humility is a big word for planet shakers this year. And on our next episode, I want to take some minutes and talk with you about how did and why did God, you sense, give you the word humility? Yep. I mean, I follow Planet Shakers, all the words that God's given you guys yep. over the years. It's it's an antithesis of humility. So, yep. Russell, thank you so much thank for you. being on the podcast. Uh, those that are watching the podcast, uh, you want to stay for the next episode as I talk to Pastor Russell about the power of humility. And remember, if you're on the road, you've been on the road or you've jumped off the road, or you're weary of being on the road, we are believing that God's restoration for your life is going to lead you to a greater place than you've ever been in life. Thanks for watching the podcast. Thank you, Pastor Russell. Thank you, Sergio.